This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Joe Westbrook, driver of the Hills Racing 47 Knot. This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans. Welcome in to Horsepower Happenings on the first Monday following a Michigan Circle Track race. Still living high, still loving life, and uh, we are excited that the season is underway. We got a whole lot to talk about tonight. Two great interviews, bunch of race recap. It's all coming up. But first, here's some things that are happening in a Motor City Minute. Brady Bacon continued his domination of the USAC Amsoil National Sprint Car Series on Saturday night with a clinic at Lawrenceburg Speedway. It's the third time Bacon has won the Lawrenceburg race with USAC, dating back to last year and 2015. Justin Peck continued his impressive early season success Saturday by earning his first ever Attica Raceway Park victory and his second career Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions presented by Mobile One win during the core and main spring nationals from Attica. And uh, to continue the sprint car-specific Motor City Minute, Brad Sweet led all 40 laps in Saturday's NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series feature at Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55, earning his, check this out, fourth consecutive win with the World of Outlaws, the Big Cat, trying to repeat already in 2021. Those things and so much more happening tonight. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me, my co-host, cohort, and partner in crime, Rich France. How are you, sir? Zach, how many times can we say this? Two weeks in a row now. Did we have a great time this weekend or what? Wow, what a what a great weekend. Uh, we made the trip up to Rothbury, Michigan, and the folks, uh, Dean and the Wilkerson's, welcomed us with open arms, Rich, as we went to Winston to get the first race in of 2021, where, by the way, I was offended, I was appalled, I almost called my therapist because there was still salt on the highways as we went up to Rothbury, but that racetrack was ready to go. Well, you're lucky you weren't there on Friday night because uh, they could have used some salt to thaw some things out in the pit <laughs> area because it was a it was a rather chilly night. But you know, it was uh, everything got kicked off on Friday night, Zach, uh, out there at Winston Speedway for the uh, Player Hater Wild West Shootout presented by Lane Automotive. Uh, the Super Late models were slated for 50 laps and three thousand dollars to win, while the IMCA Modifieds had a 40 lap feature on tap for two grand to win themselves. Uh, Opening night Friday staged all of the preliminary events uh, and in late model action, Chad Finley kicked things off in qualifying by putting his number 42 Longhorn at the top of the board and collected the overall fast qualifier award. Brandon Thurlby and Travis Stemler would go on and pick up the heat heat race wins. And and in the Friday night special, uh, which would set the first three rows for Saturday's 
feature event. It was all Stemler, and he would start from the pole. Picked up the win, secured his pole position for the feature on Saturday night. And in the modifieds, A.J. Ward, Austin Wanch, and Colin Thurlby would find victory lane in their heat races. Uh, Wanch would also find victory lane in their Friday night special as well. And then, Zach, it was on to Saturday. Uh, in the late model feature, Stemler would pick up the race lead from his pole position for 49 laps. And, that, you know, as they say, that's why they run them all. Um, <laughs> a late race charge by Dona Marculier, who had worked her way around Finley for the second position late in the event, uh, had the fans up on their feet as he ran down Stemler, then worked his way around in the final corner, coming to the checkers to pick up the huge and exciting win and the $3,000 winner's share. Zach, I know you were down there in the infield with me. What were you thinking? I tell you what, I I, w- w- I was not monitoring the race on uh, on Race Monitor, and I was kind of wandering around the infield, and I looked back, and I saw two sticks to the air, two laps to go, and I went, oh, shoot, i got to make my way to victory lane and get ready to talk with Travis. And then the white flag waved, and I, I thought to myself, self, Donomar Coolier is right. He's making this interesting. And I come around the the billboards that are in the infield, and I come around, and I get ready to film, and I did not see what was happening on the back straightaway. And so I was as surprised as anybody on the property to be filming Donomar Coolier coming off turn four to take the checkered flag. Um, I was absolutely floored. I thought Travis had that race won. I thought it was over when uh, they took the green flag after the halfway caution. I, I thought there's no way that anybody's going to touch Travis. And, um, man, Dona snuck right up there and surprised the heck out of me. And I'm excited to bring him on the show later and, and ask him about that. Yeah, and, and same thing with me as well. I mean, I was watching it, so I, I saw it coming. I just couldn't believe how quick he got there with five laps to go. And I want to talk to him about this. I, we want to ask him, how did you get there in five laps? Because because he really did have a lot of ground to cover in those last five laps. Yeah, and it was such a great race to the finish, too. I mean, you know, Travis is a good driver, is a clean driver, and we know that. Um, but he probably could have put a little pressure on that 6M. You know, they they put the outside wall in turns three and four now, Rich. Somebody maybe want to try to use it next time. <laughs> From my point of view, they they used up every bit of racetrack they had coming to the checker <laughs> without wrecking each other, and it, it was you know great for the fans. Yeah, I mean, the, oh, they were that, so loud too, man. Oh, they were jacked up. I, I, oh, I couldn't believe how loud they were, and uh, I, I, you know, that is that's great for Dean and his team. Yeah, ha- right out of the gate to have an event like that to put on a show like that at Winston. I just think I think that could help them throughout the season. And we didn't think it could get any better. We we thought that was going to be the best race that we saw on Saturday. Yeah, Zach, and we haven't even got into the IMCA modified forty lap feature event where, really, for most of it, it looked to be AJ Ward taking control, and um, you know, kind of kind of had the field covered for most of it. But once again, that's why we run them all, Zach. Uh, ten laps to inside, ten laps to go, and to cap off his perfect weekend. Uh, Austin Wanch would make a late race charge and work his way around AJ Ward to uh, to cap off his perfect weekend in his number ninety eight machine and collect the two thousand dollar payday. Um, did you see that coming, Zach? Because I didn't. I thought Austin was. I was watching him for a little while, and it looked like he was kind of stuck in a little bit of traffic, and he 
was going to need some help he was gonna, if he was going to get caught up to Ward. Austin started in about eighth, and uh, the racetrack widened out for, for the IMC Modifieds, but people were having a hard time getting runs and going somewhere, and really I did too. I thought if anybody was going to give AJ a run for his money, it was going to be Jeff Rhea. And Jeff started falling back, and I thought, well, okay, this is it. This is this is how it's going to play out. And AJ wins a lot of races in Michigan, so it would have been no surprise. But there became a, there came a point, Rich, where all of a sudden I heard AJ's car spinning the tires coming off a of four, and then I heard another car that sounded like it was idling coming off a of turn four, and that other car was Austin Wanch, and he was. Man, he was milking those Hoosier tires for all they were worth, and it worked. And that just goes to show that uh, if you don't think racing is a calculated sport, right there is your proof because the guy that was sounding fast was going nowhere fast, and the guy that sounded slow ended up winning the race. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, so I don't don't know. I guess to cap it off, I mean, I don't know how we could start our 2021 season in Michigan. The first two feature events – and that's what we get. Yeah. Is is that what we get to look forward through to throughout the summer in Michigan? I sure hope so. Well, and and you know, I, I think that we may be seeing, and maybe we can talk about this, Rich. Did we see? And I'm going to ask Dona about this later on. Did we see a late model season preview at Winston? Is this what we're going to get when we watch late model racing in the state of Michigan now? Anywhere are we going to see these competitive battles? Because remember, we saw guys that normally run on Hoosiers battling on American racers. Chad Finley couldn't remember the last time he'd run an American racer. He's pretty sure it was only one time prior to that, and he hated it, and he was competitive. So what's going to happen when we get these guys over at Merritt, Tri-City, and a couple other tracks, uh, Hell Tour, when it comes to, to town in August? Is this what we're going to see all season? That's a good question. Yeah, and if we go back uh, last year to the All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series races, every one was exciting. Now, they weren't this kind of exciting, out of turn four for the win, but it every one of those races was competitive and was and was decided in the last ten laps. Yeah, and you know uh, you, every one of them. You got to remember when you look at those guys that we watched, um, sixteen cars, but heck, ten of them could have won the race. Uh, you know, Rich Neeser, he he was uh, running toward the back, and uh, Winston, Rich Neeser is running toward the back at Winston. Let me say it again, um, Ryan Vanderveen pulled off at Winston. Um, Eric Spangler. Eric Spangler running at the back. Brandon Thurlby pulled in. Um, I mean, this was a challenging race, uh, and and we saw one heck of a show, one whale of a show. And I do, like to your point, I do hope this is what we see the rest of the year. And, Zach, I I do have to take a minute uh, before we get off of this story. Um, We really do need to give a huge shout-out to the management and staff, uh, Dean Wilkerson and everybody at Winston. They went above and beyond to give us what we needed uh, when we needed to do it. Um, so thank you very much to the to everyone out there. Um, I guess outside of the slightly cold temps that we endured on Friday, uh, that's the only thing if, if they could have hooked us up with that. But really, it was a perfect weekend. Yeah, it was so awesome to be out there. And, and Dean and, and his staff really embraced us with open arms. And then, of course, we have to thank Andy Galgosi and uh, um, his dad and Galgosi Oil Company for coming on board to help us with the social media coverage. Check them out. The, by the way, uh, they are a supplier of Dragon Race Fuels. So if you need to get a barrel, need to fill some jugs, maybe you're headed north to Merritt or Winston or somewhere, stop by and uh, and see them and they'll get you hooked up. Tell them we sent you to Galgosi Oil Company, and check them out on Facebook as well. So that's what happened in Michigan. 
a lot of other racing around the region, Rich, uh, and a lot of other racing uh, around the country. But this one, not too far from home, a World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series feature win, something that Bobby Pierce has been looking for for years. But Saturday night at the Illini 100 at Farmer City Raceway, he finally got it done in front of his home crowd and became the second first-time winner in a row during the prestigious event. The uh, Illinois driver took off from the start of Saturday's 75-lap $20,000-to-win feature, and he never looked back, dominating the first 70 laps of the race, smoothly sailing through traffic on the high side. RTJ Ricky Thornton Jr. challenged Pierce toward the end, but every time Thornton drove low, uh, and Pierce easily rose to the challenge. Thornton suffered an issue on lap 70, bringing out the only caution of the race. The yellow flag set up a five-lap shootout and put Kay Dillard on Pierce's back bumper. Green flag flew, and Dillard went low and snuck by Pierce's 32 machine on the bottom and pulled away by about three car lengths before Pierce rocketed to the top once again. And when the two drivers took the white flag, Pierce carried his momentum on the cushion and nosed ahead to lead lap 74. He held the top spot on the final lap to secure the victory. Brandon Shepard would complete the podium, coming from 18th place to finish on the podium. Good show in Illinois, and uh, we'll have to check on and see how our friends uh, from from the Michigan region, from the domination camp, uh, did over there in Illinois um, at uh, Farmer City. Now, Zach, I do have to ask one thing before we get on to the next story. The Illini 100, right? Yep. Why is it 75 laps? <laughs> <laughs> that is a fantastic question. <laughs> I, you know what? That happens sometimes, and I'm just trying to figure it out. You know, you know um, some, some of the things that make you go, hmm. Scott Menlin will tell you that math is not my strong suit, but um, I, 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 I even figured out there's something missing from that equation. <laughs> But yeah, so but uh, I, I think Rusty uh, made the show one night, and I don't think they had the best of shows uh, for the rest of the weekend. Yeah, I, it was a tough think. weekend. I mean, uh, one of the drivers that you see over here, Mike Spatola, had a good night. He finished eighth in the big dance. Uh, Frank Hackenash Jr. has won over here in Michigan with the Hell Tour. He finished tenth. Dennis Herb Jr. We've seen him at Merritt. He came home eleventh, um, but uh, not looking like any of our guys made the show on uh, on Saturday, so uh, a tough run for them. Colin, Sh Colin Shipley brings it home sixth in his LCQ, and uh, then, uh, let me see here, Rusty had a tough LCQ. Actually, he didn't even finish. He pulled off five laps in and was scored 12th. Yeah, and I do know that Opie won, I think it was Thursday or Friday, he picked up the feature win there Yep. Uh, in one of the prelim features, so he did a good job with that. But, uh, Zach, uh, officials from... The Reveal the Hammer Outlaw Super Late Model Series made an announcement on Friday regarding travel money for race teams. Now, get this. All teams that attend the first four events, which would be the May events at New Paris and Anderson, and then the June events at Berlin and Birch Run, will receive a $1,200 bonus. $1,200 for just attending the first four events. The bonus program will be sponsored by op1vet.com. Another announcement is expected this summer, Zach, regarding the travel bonus for the final three series races. So, Zach, if you're uh, you know, trying to make sure you have some solid fields for your events in the four, first year of a series, 
maybe this is how you do it. Yeah, this is shaping up to be a pretty good thing. And, and you know, again, just the excitement around racing in Michigan this year. I don't know if it's because of post-pandemic or if it's just because people are really buying in. Um, but, Rich, we kind of talked about this last, le- last week. Uh, we, we asked, uh, I believe it was Chris that we asked, are we seeing a resurgence in Outlaw Super Late Models? And I ask you this now with it just being the two of us on the show. Do you see a resurgence in Outlaw Super Late Models? Because I know for the past three seasons working with you, you've really been nervous about the status of that class. Yeah, I, let's, it's not an it's not easy question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very optimistic on what Tom and Tracy Hernley are doing up at Corrigan Oil Speedway uh, with, with bringing the late models back in that Super 8. And I'm also happy to see what they're doing with Reveal the Hammer. Keep in mind, neither one of those have run a race yet. Sure. Okay. So I am, I am, so I'm optimistic that this is the beginning of bringing the outlaw late models back to prominence in our area where they used to be, because that was a very popular division. And really, I think still is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask race fa- pavement race fans to a man, they'll say, I love su- outlaw super late models. Um, so, so we'll, we'll have to see, but, um, I like where I like the direction it's going. It sure is better than the way we were going, um, where we just had rules issues and 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 we really didn't have a major series going around. I'm I'm really hoping the right people are in charge to do it. I'll tell you that. So we'll just have to see how the season bears out. But I guess inside, I think it's going to work out pretty well. I have to ask you one other thing that that Chris Foby, uh, contributor with Horsepower Happenings, mentioned last week, and that is there are so many divisions of template cars. Um, for me, template cars used to be where it was at. I loved going to the races. If I was going to go to a payment show, I wanted to watch template cars. And I thought Chris brought up an interesting point. Late model sportsmen, ABC stocks, uh, pro late models, super late models. You can't hardly tell them apart from the outside. You have to get under the bodies to see what the difference is. Is that an issue in our industry right now? Well, now we have another problem, right? Because we thought that you know, when, when the outlaws were going away, we had guys start going to template cars and they were going to go run with CRA. Um, now is it, now we have, are we going full circle? Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the outlaws coming back and do we have too much template racing? Template racing. Um, there's still, let's not, let, let's be serious. Uh, there's a lot of money still at some of these template races. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it, Throughout the year, there's $10,000, $20,000 to win template races. So we're not going to put the baby in with the bathwater and, and tell templates that they're done. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you could change them up just a little bit, I, I think that they're, do, they're trying to do it to where it's not so hard. If you build a template, if you build a chassis and you put a template body on it, maybe you can go elsewhere and race it because it is – Really, you can do that. The rules aren't really separated that much, except for maybe tires if you go track to track. Well, we did just talk about, too, that, uh, you know, in the Mid-South and the South region, CRA working with Nashville, working with Montgomery, working with Watermelon and and Five Flags to make sure, a Southern Super Series as well, that uh, no races overlap because they don't want to have to try to draw cars away from one another uh, because it is so important for each division and each racetrack to be able to have their own car count. So it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, I hope it goes well. We love CRA. We love everything they're doing with template cars, so uh, we want it to continue to be good. Let's uh, get back into racing in our area. The 2019 TI-22 Performance Fast Tour Champion and defending Atomic Speedway Track Champion Cole Duncan 
was patient from the fifth starting spot and turned up the wick when the time was right. The Lockbourne, Ohio, lead foot stalked early race leader Jack Sodeman Jr. taking the lead on lap 16. And he never looked back. His efforts bagged him $5,000 for the win. Local drivers had a tough night in the Southern Ohio uh, region, though. Ryan Rule wrecked hard, but other than being sore, he was okay. That Smith Motorsports machine, however, pretty much destroyed. He was scored in 15th. Napoleon, Ohio's Tyler Gunn, on paper, looked like a good night, Rich. Finished in 6th, but that was after getting caught up in a mid-race incident that absolutely ruined a left rear tire. He had to go to the tail and drove all the way back up into that sixth-place finish. And then he lied to Ohio's Max Stambaugh having a good run with the Fast Series this year. He uh, comes home in fifth with another strong performance in that 5M machine, and uh, that's before the season even starts up here. So look for him to be on a tear in that Nefco machine as well. Yeah, I bet they were on the phone on Monday morning, uh, Smith Motorsports, looking for a new race car, yeah. right? <laughs> Uh, I saw, I, did you see the picture of that on social mm -hmm. media, Zach? It did not look like it was ready to go racing anywhere else ever again. Yeah, the good news is, as far as Michigan fans, right, uh, for Smith Motorsports, that is a 410-specific chassis. So for GLSS events and uh, any other 360 racing around here, they do have another chassis for that, I do believe, my understanding. Um, so they'll be ready to go for that GLSS opener coming up in two weeks, which is absolutely a good thing. Okay, Rich, it's time to get into our first interview of the night. Let us know who we're chatting with to kick things off. Well, Zach, another first-timer on the show uh, this week. Um, boy, did he earn it. He just completed an incredible weekend at the Player Hater Wild West Shootout presented by Lane Automotive over at the Winston Speedway. Uh, in his number 98 uh, IMCA Modified, we'll get into all that and more. Uh, makes his home in Crystal, Michigan. Austin Watts, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Man, uh, I know from doing my research that you picked up uh, the 2019 Modified Championship at Crystal. Talk about your path in racing, and uh, before we get into everything else, from when you started back in 2012, you know, kind of up till now, because it looks like you started pretty young. Uh, yeah, uh, I accrued for my stepdad's car for a couple years, and then he uh, asked me if I could want to hot lap it at Palo, and that was about all that wrote. Uh, he let me race it on Sundays starting out. So I raced Sundays at Palo during the day and that got a feel for everything. And then I started in 2014 racing full-time IMCA at Crystal and usually try City Moore Speedway on Fridays. Now, now before I go any further, I have got to tell you, that your 98 machine has some of the sharpest graphics, man, that I have ever seen. That car looks fast just sitting still. Um, how did you come up with that painting? Um, it, well, we came up with the purple. Me and my girlfriend, Bree, we decided that no one really does purple and the fluorescent yellow and pink and all that. It just kind of all goes together really good, and it's not a real common color scheme you see, so... Yeah, well, it looks good, man, for sure, like Rich said. Now, uh, Austin, we let's go back to the reason we're here. We kick things off on Saturday at Winston Speedway, uh, first race of the season for a lot of folks. And, uh, you know, you were dominant all weekend. What, what is your history with Winston? Uh, are you usually pretty fast there, or, or, or what is it about that track that you were so good this weekend? Uh, we, we really don't have a lot of history racing there. I, I went there one one time before last year and it rained out so made a bunch of pack laps trying to get the track good and they called <laughs> it but last year we went there 
a handful of times and it's just a long drive it's about two hour haul one way from the house so other than that we went there kind of blind starting out this year and it all turned out super good so couldn't ask for a better weekend yeah you had a really dominating weekend as well and and you know rich was there on friday and rich told me man watch this 98 machine because he is going to be the one to keep an eye on and you know you you started i believe you started eighth uh for the feature on a track that was pretty hard and pretty dry slick and we weren't really sure if you're going to be able to do anything but man that car came in and it came in at the right time uh talk about how good your car was over the weekend uh Honestly, we got there and went out for hot laps, and I wasn't too confident with it. it. I mean, it was all right, but it didn't feel too good. But we just left it alone, figured we'd go out for the heat race and see how it went. And uh, It started out rough. It, it was cold, of course, so I didn't want to go very fast very, right from the get-go. But it took off, and, man, I couldn't ask for a better car. It was good, top, bottom, anywhere I want to go. And then... Yeah, for Saturday, the feature, we, we started out eighth and didn't really go anywhere. I thought, oh, well, it is what it is at this point. And it kind of opened up and people started going to the bottom. So I just stuck to the top and man, it was pretty sweet. Now let's go back to Friday night because I thought there was an issue Friday night and some confusion. Um, the You pick up a heat win, you go into the Friday night special, which was rated as that's the first three rows for Saturday's feature. And then a problem because I think something to do with IMCA modified rules, you win that and you don't get to start from the pole. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was kind of not great, but it is what it is. We do to IMCA points. If it's a thousand to win or more, it's the all-star ballot and it determines the first 12 cars have to draw a redraw. So you draw when you get there, for your heat position and then if you finish top 12 you know with all the heats you gotta redraw for the feature so we we were you know it was just a miscommunication between everyone really so we finished friday and we were all geeked that we started front row with a pretty good hot rod for saturday and come saturday they oh well we gotta redraw so we went from first to eighth. That's about the fastest i've ever went first to eighth but um <laughs> that's a pretty pretty bad way to fall through the field huh Right, so it was what it was. I mean, it sucked, but it is what it is at that point. There's nothing you could do about it, but try a little harder. Well, now let's go back to Saturday. It looked uh, like about the midpoint. You just couldn't get out of traffic, uh, you know, and it kind of let AJ get away a little bit. Then you got a couple of cautions. Did those help you out to kind of close the gap and then give you a shot at them on those late restarts? Uh, yes and no. The first part of the race, it was just we were all boxed in, you know, it was, wasn't that it was one lane or anything, but the top and bottom were pretty much the same speed. So I was just kind of biding my time and we had to restart and everyone kind of filtered to the bottom and opened up. And that's how I got to fourth pretty quick. Me and uh, the 78 had a good run for a few laps side by side. That was fun. And I uh, had another caution and he kind of got away from, we had a caution. I got to second and couldn't really catch him that good. And I just kind of slowed down and we, I caught him when we started catching cat tra lap traffic and 
yeah, it was it was a fun race. You know, I don't think it's any any secret in the state of Michigan that the AJ is a really good IMCA modified driver. He wins a lot of races around these regions, and uh, I think that a lot of people, me included, probably had him marked down in the win column a little soon, but. Austin, you talked about slowing down to catch him, and that's the part that I wanted to bring up is there was a moment in that race, and Rich will remember, I looked at him and said, man, I don't think he was using more than quarter throttle to get off turn four, and you did start reeling him in. How hard was it for you to stop and go, okay, this track is slick, we have to go slower to go faster and start reeling in A.J. Ward? Uh, Yeah, you know, I got to second pretty quick. I hurried up and drove down to the bottom and tried to get him, and uh, he just kept pulling away, and I kept driving a little harder, a little harder, a little harder, and finally I, it just came to me. I'm like, ah, you just got to slow down and run your own race. You know, I picked out a good line. I was running pretty high in one and two, and I kind of dive in the corner off in three and four to get a little bit better run off the corner, and it wasn't a couple laps, and I was right back to his back bumper and was able to get next to him and make the pass coming out coming out of two now there was a late race caution you no sooner than get the lead and you start marching away aj's aj's working the track trying to find somewhere to get back up to you and then uh, with about three laps to go the caution flag comes out were you at all concerned about that restart uh yeah i definitely i definitely didn't want to see it that's for sure but uh at winston it's it's good and bad depending on your track position, but they in anything inside five to go, they do single file. So once they announced that they were doing single file, I was pretty confident and just running the line I had ran the rest of the, ra- the whole race, and I felt pretty confident about that. So, uh, Austin, what is next on your schedule? You get this big win under your belt, and I guess before we get into your whole schedule, as you mentioned, um, this win now qualifies you for an invite to a really big dance, uh, coming up later on this year. Are you going to take advantage of that? Uh, we're still unsure about if we're going to be able to go, uh, to Boone yet. Uh, my girlfriend's in nursing school and her classes will start right around then. So we're just trying to play it by ear, but we're hoping so. But if not, it is what it is, uh, you know, it sounds like you would like to go. It, <laughs> it sounds like you would like to go if you could. Oh, yeah. We would both love to go. We've went, you know, I think three or four times now, and we love to go. But life first at that point, you mm-hmm. know, you can't base, can't base life off of one race or anything like that. So, Sure. Well, what does 2021 look like for you? I know I've seen you uh, bounce around at a couple of different tracks. I've seen you at I-96 before and some other places around the state. What do you, what do you have planned for that 98 car this year? Uh, Fridays are still up in the air. We haven't decided if we're going to run for IMCA points full time again, or we're just going to bounce around on Fridays, but we'll for sure be at Crystal Morris Speedway every Saturday for sure. About five minute haul from the house. So it's hard to drive past it to go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Fridays are up in the air. Well, I tell you what, man, let us know who makes it possible for you to do what you do. I know you've got some uh, businesses on the side of that car, and uh, I know that racing is all about having support. So who's behind you on that machine? Um, first and foremost, uh, Bree, she, <laughs> people think I'm kidding sometimes when I say she really keeps the whole program going, but she does. She She's in the garage every week. She She's just a one of a kind, but. Uh, Daryl Sales, they've been on the car since I started. They've always helped me out. Um, Neil Fisher at Fisher Outdoor Woodstove Services, he's a good guy, always helped me out. 
uh, Tom Benson Remat or Reality. He does a good job. Always there to support local racing. Uh, Moreland's Painting. They came on this year, kind of late, but they came on and they've helped both of us out. And uh, Brody Bowser Racing. He he does the body on them, makes the car look good. Uh, Prime FX does the graphics. He. I don't even, we tell him what colors we want to do. We don't give him a design or anything like that. <laughs> he does the rest. And then Shaw, Shaw Race Cars by Grizzle. He's he down in Arkansas. has always got me a good race car. Uh, man, Dave Pellerito, he's, you know, just another local racer trying to help me. So that's always cool, too. Well, Austin, it's it was a pleasure to watch you race on on Saturday at Winston. You did a great job. Uh, what a show that you put on for a full house um, at Winston Speedway. So that was really fun. I want to tell you good luck this year, and hopefully we'll see you at a racetrack soon. All right, thanks, guys. Well, our appreciation to Austin for joining us tonight, and uh, we'll, we talked about where we can see him and where you can see race car drivers. That's always one of our questions, but I want to let you know where you can see us. Uh, we have our upcoming calendar coming up later on in the show, but coming up on Sunday, we'll be back in action with social media coverage, and for the first time this week, or this uh, season, I should say, we'll be covering some pavement racing. Champion Racing Association and Kill Care Raceway invite you to the Cabin Fever, which is going on Sunday at Kill Care Raceway. This is in Xenia, Ohio. Now, I've never been there. Rich, have you ever been to Kill Care? Never made it down there, no. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to drag you into the family bus, and we're going to have to go this weekend then uh, because I'm going to be there. I'm going to see Glenn Luckett, my buddy Glenn. Uh, maybe RJ Scott will be there. We'll uh, get to see Greg Wood probably, and we'll also get to see Late Model Sportsman, Street Stocks, and Junior Late Models kick off their season at the Cabin Fever at Kill Care Raceway. So hopefully you can join us. If you can't, watch for all of the social media updates right on our w on our uh, Horsepower Happenings Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think the reason, Zach, now that I remember why I've never been there, is they were closed down for quite a few years. Yeah. So, so over I the, think they're just making a comeback down there at Kill Care. Yeah. The, I know that last year and maybe 2019, they held some one-off events with CRA uh, kind of finding someone to promote the event with them and uh it's gone well and it's a very unique racetrack it's almost like the pocono of short tracks that thing's got a lot of kinks in it a lot of turns um but it's gonna be a lot of fun so we're excited to be able to go there on sunday and um yeah take in some pavement racing for the first time this year well we saved the nightcap for the guy who got the first checkered flag of the weekend rich france let us know who we're talking to to end the show well, Zach, uh, this gentleman put on a heck of a show on Saturday in his 6M Super Late Model at the Player Hater Wild West Shootout presented by Lane Automotive at the Winston Speedway, uh, grabbing his first win right out of the gate in 2021. And what a win it was. We'll uh, get into all that. Makes his home in Houghton Lake, Michigan. Dono Marcoulier, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Howdy, guys. Man, um, before we get into Saturday, let's talk about Friday. Um, on night one... And I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think that car looked like it was very good at all or where you wanted it. And then when I talked to you Saturday morning, you said, it's good and we'll be fine. Well, no kidding. And uh, But now now tell me, was that car very good on Friday? It was actually good all night. It's just uh, I wasn't expecting the Winston. They kind of, re not like reshaped it, but they kind of changed the bacon a little bit. And, you know, being burned up and I kind of just went to the bottom and, I kind of just qualified in the wrong spot on the racetrack, I guess. I did, I did it to myself, but, uh, but the car, you know, the car was awesome. You know, heat race, even like that little six lap shootout. I know we didn't get to get up very far because it wasn't too many laps, but I don't know. The car still felt the same as always the last year. So, 
So you're backed up just a little bit in the field, probably a little more where you wanted to, but 50 lap race, like you said. So we get to Saturday, first half of the race, pretty much Travis and Chad out by themselves. Um, you know, you're kind of rolling, not too bad. Were you pacing yourself early and did those cautions, the way they felt, kind of help you out a little bit? I mean, it's a yes, no, I'll be honest. I was, for how the racetrack was prepped being the first race on a racetrack, we were just way too tight. Like the first 20 laps, I mean, the car wouldn't turn. You had to wheel horse it around her and I just couldn't do what I wanted to. And then realistically, the track just came back to what we had. And, you know, the last 15 laps, I mean, even that last restart, you know, like I know I had to run on them on that restart and, uh, I never really let them get away. He kind of stayed four or five cars. And it was, and of course, product of running second. You know, you kind of get to move around and do different things. And he want, that he needs to do to get the job done. And uh, it just worked out, honestly. Just uh, just takes myself, seen five to go, and just had to make something happen. And just, uh, it, was, uh, it was, I hope it was just exciting for the fans. It wasn't the seat. It was kind of, it was fun. I haven't done that in a long time. So It was so cool for, uh, from where I was in the infield to just hear the full house at Winston Speedway losing their mind at what you were doing behind the wheel of that race car. And and I want you to talk about this too. Travis Stemler's been red hot. He was red hot last year. He started off with a win down at Attica this year after running the Bristol Dirt Nationals. Um, did you look at that and go, this is not going to be an easy guy to get around? No, I mean, I mean, hats off to him and his crew. I mean, they've been putting some good equipment together. You know, they've they've got themselves, you know, good cars, good motors, and uh, I mean, it, it's always good to get out and race. You know, more and more because you always get better the more you race. But like, we never we never slouched this winter. I mean, we right. Seen, we we improved our program and we we went down to Black Diamond and picked up a new car and we got another new Matt Ryan uh, motor that we're actually we don't have it yet, but we should have it by the end of the month. Um, so we've got ourselves, you know, our shock programs on spot with Jimmy. Uh, Walmanaki and uh, you know and what's kind of funny is I found he this winter I found he bought my first spring smasher and uh, I mean I've always been old school and done stuff with a with a tape measure and you know and be able to just make our notebook better um, mm. with the spring smasher this winter and uh, I mean we've been really working hard I mean we got, I've got a great crew I mean we've had some great sponsors I mean I still own all my own stuff um, I got that Patrick Plumbing um, he, he he helped us out last year he bought a car and a motor and um, actually, it was his car that we raced Friday night. It was our old car. Our, oh, okay. Our, I guess our, our newest car from last year, but our oldest car uh, that we have. And uh, and the things are spot on. I mean, uh, you know, BJ, Ronnie Stuckey, I mean, we went down and picked up our new car, and we spent a whole day with those guys. And they gave us some great pointers on how to make our program better, and we just followed it. And we just, uh, you know, we've been busting our butt the last, you know, 100 days in the shop. I mean, just making sure everything's right. Um, and you know, I got to thank my dad and Derek, my crew guy, um, much of my best friends are, I mean, Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy's collision there. I mean, we've been hard at it. I mean, I know, I know, I know, uh, we were prepared for it that way. And, um, just, it just shows you how hard we've been working at home. So, well, and it's funny because I, I mentioned Travis being red hot. And then after I asked that question and I thought, wait a minute, when you talk about other late model drivers who are red hot, Dona Marcoulier is right there in that conversation because you were red hot last year too. And now that's starting to roll over into this season. And I almost wonder if we saw a little bit of a Challenge Series preview at Winston. I, granted, Challenge Series at Merritt and Tri-City. But all the top guys were there. Small field, but a lot of really good race cars were there. What did you learn uh, Saturday that, that you can take over to Merritt and Tri-City, an, another couple of tracks that tend to get kind of dry slick and take some rubber? I mean, I mean, hats off to, I mean, I always like supporting everybody, you know, um, you know, Dean, Dean over there at uh, Winston, you know, he, I know being the day race, we always kind of gamble when it's going to rubber or, I mean, but it never really did. I mean, it stayed clean and, 
Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him to have a full house. I mean, I love it when racetracks and racetrack owners get to have that kind of stuff, you know, cause it's, you know, it helps the sport. It allows him to have bigger shows and, you know, it, it keeps everything going. And, you know, we always laugh about the tire deal, but you know, the same four tires we had on a car that we won that last 30 lapper with last year were the same four <laughs> we had on, you know, Saturday night. I didn't, I didn't even buy any new tires or all the same stuff that was laying around the shop. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now I got to ask, I, I got to ask you, we talked last year a lot and, and, and it, kind of teasing you a little bit that it seems like in the challenge series races, you make your money on the bottom. You're always good down there mm-hmm. on Saturday. It wasn't the bottom. You had to go to the top and get around him, which seemed like it was the hard way to go. Yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, uh, but I mean, I've got so many laps around Winston. I know we don't run our weekly or, you know, we don't get there once a year or once every couple of years, but I mean, I've had a good track record there and I just enjoy the shape of it. I mean, it's round. It's uh not very often you get to go to a place and, you know, knock, knock the T-bar and the spoiler off of it, you know, like, like we did for the <laughs> coming across the finish line. But, uh, I mean, it, it's, it, it prepares yourself. I mean, if, I mean, this is the earliest I've started racing in, I mean, probably, probably seven years. I mean, we usually it's about May or so when we get rolling just because of the weather and stuff. And it's, it's always good to get an advantage, um, just to get your program going and, now one thing I know. Now one thing I did notice uh, because I was remember I was there last year when you when you picked mm-hmm. up the win at Winston, and um, when you got out of the car, then there were you know the they cheered, but the, it was speckled with some boos. You know, um, <laughs> I did not hear one boo on Saturday night. You had that whole place uh, on their feet. You gave them a show that they probably haven't seen in years. No, that's good though. I mean, it's good for the fans. It's good for the sport. Um, I mean. I know last year we got booed and stuff like that, but, uh, I mean, can't ask for a better show. I mean, I've only personally watched one like that with, with down at East Bay there a couple of years ago with Ziggler and Bronson for the line. And it, it's awesome when you can stand everybody up on their feet and, and, uh, just put a good show on. I mean, this shows you what kind of caliber cars we have. Um, you know, like, like you said, um, I mean, basically every, every all-star guy was there, you know? So, I mean, the, the top five guys that run that series, I mean, I know we're missing rusty and stuff, but, um, it just shows you what kind of cars and kind of gets you gets you lined up uh, how this year's going to go. I want to go. I want to dive back into the race a little bit. Um, we mentioned the cautions, and there was a caution right about the halfway point where gave you the opportunity to get around Chad for second, and you were tailing Travis for about three or four laps, and then you fell back. Was that a conscious decision, or did did Travis just start to pull away from you, and then your stuff was better at the end of the race? Yeah, I think it was just more timing. I mean, at that point in the race, I was still too tight. I couldn't rotate the car, you know, through the middle and the bottom where I was. I mean, I could make a charge when the racetrack was kind of packed a little bit uh, from the from the cautions. We got to pack the crumbs in a little bit on the top. So you got you got three good laps um, to be able to make something happen. But then it got really dirty for everybody around the bottom again. So you just really had to wait. And realistically, like I was running around there five laps to go when they gave me the signal. And actually, the top started cleaning up. Um, it really took. 45 laps for that racetrack to become two, two really good, two really good lanes. And, and as soon as it got cleaned up where you could get up there and run, it just, uh, it just showed you how the car was. I mean, um, I mean, I really think it was just track conditions. Um, I mean, of course I was too tight at the beginning. I mean, Travis had his covered at the beginning. I just couldn't get the car to rotate to turn at all, but it was a matter of, of course I haven't been in a race car in six months, but <laughs> good point. Um, kind, of, kind of get a little arm pump the first 25 lamps and stuff like that. Kind of remind yourself of being a fat guy, but, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it just, it, the racetrack, the racetrack just came and it got clean, and then we were just able to make the right move at the right time. And I do want to say to any fans that weren't there, to Donuts Point, um, when that race got over with, IMCA Modifieds went out there and they were instantly two and three wide for the entire race. So to Donuts Point about the track coming in at the end of the late model race, it continued to show throughout the next uh, few divisions that track just kept getting racier and racier as the day went on and uh, um, man I wonder I wonder Dona hindsight's twenty twenty. what sort of race we would have seen had you been the second or third division out there my personal opinion if you would have been second I by the time the modifieds would have been done we, we we would have had a first good 25 laps but just by how much horsepower we have and how much bigger tire we had I'm pretty I'm pretty much positive it would have took rubber and would have, would have became one lane either middle bottom I mean, it was it was a good call running us first. Honestly. So you think we got the best show we could have by having you guys first? Yeah, cool. personally, yes. Fantastic, Rich. Yeah, I was just uh, you know going back to the you know you Dona you brought up the last five laps and you know I was down there looking and I actually started I'll admit it I was started making my way towards victory lane and you're you're back there six seven car lengths back a second back how did you find a second and did you think you were going to get there? I just started moving around, honestly. I just started using the racetrack, just started building up momentum and, you know, kind of changing my line in and off and catching the brown off the bottom of one and the bottom off of two. And it just, I mean, it's like anything. I mean, when you're running up front, I mean, you feel you feel good, but you don't have to move. And it's just a, it's just the product of being able to run second. I mean, um, you know, I mean, hats off to Travis and his crew. I know they've been good. They got they got their new car rolling really good. And, um, you know, like, like we, I mentioned in my interview, you know, we, we, we when I showed myself and passed it down a backstretch I mean, he could have turned dead right. And we both could have wrecked for the win, you know, and he, he raced me clean back to the line. And I know we used up most of the racetrack getting to the, getting to the finish line, but uh, yeah, but the new, bad. the new I mean, wall around that. the outside kind of uh, maybe helped at the, the, the finish of that race. Cause I'm not sure what you guys would have found if there wasn't a wall up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing. I, I just were actually straighten out the de- deck and I'm probably going to put a new quarter on for next time we race, but, but it's, uh, it's fun. I mean, it's not very often we get around the wall or, you know, it was, it was a great race. I mean, I'm glad Dean had a good show. I mean, I know it was a bitter cold Friday night, but it was a beautiful Saturday. Um, but just hats off to Michigan Racing. So. I want to talk to you now on a driver slash race fan standpoint because um, fans of, of racing that were at Winston over the weekend got to see a new class debut. And you and I talked off the record over the winter about this new division, and now I want to get your thoughts on it. Pro late models coming to Michigan. They get their first initial start at Winston over the weekend. Now, this comes with a lot of asterisks beside it. The fact that it was the first weekend in April and the fact that manufacturing in the industry right now is all behind. So there's probably some race cars that aren't done, but don't know. We got a small sample size this weekend. What did you think of the pro late model division and, and what you saw of it? That's like any new class. I mean, I mean, the biggest thing, Zach, it's so early in the year. I mean, you walk around the pits and there's a lot of cars not lettered or a lot of people just there because they're just, they're flat out not ready. Um, but I think, I mean, you, I, I mean, I'm kind of going to give it like the mid-season review. You know, if, uh, you know, if Dean or Tom can, they can get, they can get a, you know, eight to 12, you know, it's probably the goal that they want, but it's, uh, I know um, Tom or uh, Tom Sprague actually purchased one of my old cars for last year for that, for that pro eight model stuff. And it wasn't out, it wasn't racing, um, but I know, I think it was just flat out too cold for a lot of guys. So, I mean, that's, that's, sure. that's my personal opinion. I mean, I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie in my 20 years of driving and 
37 years of being how old I am at the racetrack, that was probably the coldest I've been at a racetrack in my life. So. Well, and that's why I wanted to ask you about it, because for the fans that were there and they saw four pro late models and they went, well, this is this is not going to be successful. Pump the brakes and, and, and give them a couple of weeks. Get the get the season really rolling, Dona, and get some get some race cars out of the garage, right? It will. I mean, that's the biggest thing. And even like our stuff, we only had 15 or 16 cars, you know, there, but it's so early in the year. I mean, it's, um, I really feel like, you know, end of this month, you know, when we go to Tri-City Merritt, I-96 gets going. I mean, I think the average car count probably pretty every racetrack could be in the twenties, but, uh, there's just a lot of guys just flat out not ready. Um, you know, we've been lucky enough where we just worked hard this winter to make sure our stuff was ready. And if we wanted to go play, we could just load up and go. Um, you know, but uh, I hope it goes. I mean, I think it will. Um, you know, they've they got the great stuff. I mean, they're making it affordable, and it's allowing. You know, they're buying they're buying used cars from us. You know, the super guys, and I think it's a good deal. I think it's going to go. Now we got we got it Saturday when we were talking. Um, you know, we got around to fig- talking about what you are planning on doing this year. Obviously, the Challenge Series races. Obviously, uh, assuming a lot of Hell Tour races, as many as you can get to, um, as well. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm just going to try to hit mainly just the bigger shows. Um, I mean, I'd love to get out and venture off. I mean, we got a we got a good truck and trailer. I mean, we got two newer cars, three good motors. I mean, we've got the equipment to go travel. But I'll be honest, Rich. I mean, it's like anybody in the state of Michigan. We've been so busy at our work, um, and we and you can't find help. You know, to be able to take days off. You know, even Friday. I mean, I had to work half day Friday. It was those pulling tees getting out of there. Um, but it's we're just so busy at our salvage yard. It's it makes it hard, honestly. I mean, I almost got to pick and choose to stay close to home just because it's it's like any industry right now. Like, you know, we're, we're probably three guys that we need to hire, but you put ads in the paper, Facebook, all the ads, I mean, Indeed, and you can't find anybody that wants to work right now. So, I mean, it makes it harder for us to get out of work to go play. So, Well, I mean, you can take advantage of our platform right now. Where are you trying to hire? I'll give you 30 <laughs> seconds, Dona, and if somebody calls and, and puts in an application, that'll make you buy some ads. <laughs> yeah i mean anybody wants to stop in or i mean we have our roscommon auto recyclers we're always looking for anybody um you know from detailer t- detailers to mechanics to body guys to I maybe mean, just salvage our guys i mean we're we're um anybody we got a facebook page um, and our website too just message us and uh um, there's always a spot and we could always try so i mean like i said i mean we're 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 like any business i mean you know this I and mean, everybody's looking for help so yep yeah, put uh, make sure you put horsepower happenings in the reference line, um, and uh, get to work with the world famous Dona Marcoulier. Dona, what's next on your schedule? I know that we're a couple of weeks away from Merritt Tri City opening, and then even uh, another week after that before the Challenge Series gets underway. You gonna take a couple of weeks and just hang out, or are you gonna go find something? Yeah, no, we're gonna hang out. Honestly, I want to make time and get our new car out. I know Tri City's got to practice, you know, the week before the opener, and I just want to get our new car out and just kind of get if I can get the same feel that we have with our old car and. I won't play again until uh, until one of those, you know, Merritt or Tri-City, just because it's just, uh, you know, like right now to go to Ohio or, you know, I don't think anybody, honestly, is even open. I mean, you got Attica, but I think that's really about it, honestly. So. I, I think you're about right that, uh, well, that's all we've got until we get ready to go with Merritt and Tri-City. So, uh, Donut, man, uh, we love having you on the show. We appreciate you making some time. And uh, good congratulations. What a show at Winston. Again, you mentioned only 16 cars, but 16 really good cars and one heck of a show to start the season. And uh, you put one in the win column to begin. So congratulations. Thanks, guys. I mean, I mean, I just want to thank all of our great sponsors. You know, I mean, we've had a lot of new guys come aboard this year. And, uh, you know, with, you know Patrick Plumbing, you know, Bubba Patrick, um, you know, without him, Dennis Kraft, uh, J.C. Michelski Seawalls, um, Matt Ryan. I mean, without his horsepower and 
just as into in tech, you know, I mean, one of his motors won Friday night at, uh, in Mike Spatola's car down, down at Farmer City for the World of Outlaws show. Actually, the same motor we have in our car won, won that race. And it's kind of nice to see him, you know, be able to, you know, succeed in the sport in the World of Outlaw caliber. And, uh, you know, Black Diamond Chassis, you know, Ronnie Stucky, VJ, um, uh, just really everybody, all-star, quick car, um, KBC Graphics, uh, just really my family. Uh, Everybody that lets me do this. I mean, it's uh, I can't I can't ask. I mean, living the dream, having fun, life's good. So, um, just really appreciate all you guys, you know, promoting our sport and all these racetracks. And you know, I mean, I'm really excited. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of good shows this year, and I really hope we have some success. I mean, with all the summer nationals, and you know, I mean, heck, it's thirty three thousand this year to win Woodtick. You know, that's just amazing. <laughs> Doesn't that year. blow that's your mind? Does, does that I mean, not blow your mind? I mean, I mean, how many years did we run the state for 1200 bucks to win, you know, and, yeah. you know, just to see all these guys step up and, you know, it's, it's amazing. I mean, we're living the dream and, uh, I just really want to thank from the bottom of my heart, everybody that helps me out. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Smith, my tire guy, I mean, he comes down every week and, you know, d- does our tires and, uh, just, uh, Schaefer's oil, they come on board this year. Um, you know, just, uh, I mean, it's crazy. Randall's collision, uh, KB, or, uh, true values hardware. I mean, just, uh, I mean, everybody, I mean, just uh, everybody that helps. And last but not least, the most important person, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, my fiance. Don't, I'm planning on getting married. Don't, next, 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 we'll figure next November will be our, be our, be our, to say I do. So we got one more summer. <laughs> I got to make sure I say it right. I say girlfriend. I got hollered at on the interview here tonight. So I got to make sure I say fiance. Fiance, and we got to make sure we get her to victory lane. <laughs> just there are things you got to learn along the way as, as we go here. So, oh, uh, Donut. After we, her year last year. Yeah. <laughs> Dono, we appreciate it, man. Uh, have a good night. We'll uh, we'll see you at the races soon. That's not good, guys. Have a good night. Well, what a fantastic show. Uh, man, we talked a lot about Winston Speedway, but we are so excited to get back to racing in Michigan. And really, Rich, we're we're not uh, we're not inflating anything at all. Full house, fans on their feet, great racing all weekend long. It was fantastic, and you know we, we we do have to look we do have to look forward, Zach, uh, coming up here this weekend on Saturday, uh, a nice event. I'm going to try and get there, a um, little bit further than what I had to drive this weekend, <laughs> but uh, you know checking the mileage and the GPS and all that. But uh, the Arca Series Super Series 25th anniversary season opener, and the Arca Series Super Series 125 laps down at the Anderson Speedway. That little bull ring. Uh, that should be quite an event to kick off 2021 for Champion Racing Association. Is it too early to call it a Red Bud 400 tune-up event? I don't know. I think anytime you get a chance to race at Anderson, uh, you pretty much know what your cards are going to be. Hold on and hope that you don't get dumped, and maybe you can win the race. (laughs) I don't know how much 150 laps helps you for a 400-lap race Mm -hmm. uh, this summer, but uh, we may have to go down there and find out. I personally... To be honest, I've never been to Anderson, I have so that either. would be a that would be one check on my list to add to my racetrack. So uh, I'm going to do the best I can. See what we can do. Well, let me challenge you with this, then, Rich France. Um, I know that earlier in the off season, I call it the off season. You checked one off the list. You went out to Arizona Speedway um, and and went to the Wild West Shootout that was out there. Hung out with Chad Finley and Rusty Schlank and those guys, and put a check in the racetracks I've never been to column. Then. Uh, if we back up even further, for me, December, we went to Five Flag Speedway. That was a check in my column. Now, over the last weekend, we put another check in the I've Never Been There column when I went to Winston. 
and then I'm going to do it again when I go to Kill Care, so it's your turn. It's your turn to go to a racetrack you've never been to before. Okay. I had this one in my back pocket. Don't forget, I went to Montgomery Motor Speedway. Oh. There's time <laughs> on my way back from vacation when I was in Florida. <laughs> went to Montgomery Motor Speedway on the way back uh, to catch the Alabama 200. So, Darn it. Um, you got me. I'm, I, I'm in a <laughs> You got me in a box here, Rich. <laughs> well, uh, that's going to do it for tonight's program. Our thanks to uh, Austin Wanch for joining us on the show. Uh, big thanks to Donald Marcoulier for joining us. Always a pleasure to catch up with him. And really, folks, if you didn't make it to Winston, man, what a show it was. And we are really excited now to see what the rest of 2021 will bring for dirt track and circle track racing here in the state of Michigan and the Great Lakes region. Um, so, again, our thanks to those two drivers for joining us tonight. And, of course, our thanks to uh, Winston Speedway for their hospitality, Galgosi Oil Company for supporting our weekend coverage, and for Scott Menlin, who pays the bills for Horsepower Happenings, and Rich France, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you so much for tuning in, and we'll uh, see you this weekend, maybe at Anderson, for sure at Kill Care. And we'll talk to you next Monday, same time, same place, right here, Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.